say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh, 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 love is in the air. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? Here's what I got today. I have the book Love Needs and not only do I have the book, I've got the author with me right here. Yes, Dr. Mike Garrett is here with us today. And I am telling you what, it's a Valentine's Day special. And he's absolutely outstanding. You're going to love him. And get your notebooks out, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, boys, I need you to get your notebooks out. Okay, because here's the deal. So often when we talk about love needs, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it in my best radio voice. Love needs. All right. See, we don't we don't want to talk about that in terms of guys, right? Because we feel like we're turning in our man card. Get over it, okay? We're going to talk about you have love needs too. All right. So this is about your relationships, right? And, and you know, a lot of you are married. A lot of you want to be married. I'm just going to tell you the things that we're going to talk about today are going to be very important to your relationships, and you want to be able to be successful in them, and that's why Dr. Mike Garrett is with us today, and he's going to join us live. But you know what? Before we get to him, let's do what we do every week, and you know what that is, right? I check in with you in the four areas of your life. You know that I believe that we're four-part people, right? We're physical people, we're mental people, we're emotional people, and we're spiritual people, right? And you know, it's important for us to check in with those four areas because... If we have those four areas working together, man, our lives are just so much better. And we can always grow in those areas. So let's check in with the first area of your life, right? Physically, right? On a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding, how are you doing? And when I mean, how are you doing? What I'm asking you is, are you eating right? Are you exercising? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you doing the things physically that you need to do to be healthy, right? How would you evaluate yourself on that scale of one to 10? Five's average, right? You have a number? All right, so good. So there's two questions we're going to ask in each of these areas, and that is, why are you that number, whatever your number is, and then what can you change right now to get that number to the next number? Because let's say you're a three, all right, and I don't know why. Maybe you are a three. Maybe you're six. Okay, let's let's say you're six, right? The question is, why am I a six, and then what can I change right now? Because it could be that you need to get more sleep. It could be that you need to get more exercise. It could be that you're not eating right it could be a number of things, but the important thing is I'm not trying to get you from a 6 to a 10. I just want to get you to a 6.6 to a 6.5, okay? Or maybe a 7, right? So we want to make gradual growth. We don't need to make big jumps, right? Because that's when things get rough on us, okay? Yeah, that's your first number, right? So there's your physical. The next number is the mental number, right? And what do I mean by mentally? Well, well there's two halves of our brain, right? We've got a right side of our brain, which is more of our creative side. And then we have this left side of our brain, which is our Mr. Spock logical side, right? Likes the numbers, right? Likes to do all that churning of the number thing, right? And then that creative side, that think of it as your marketing brain, right? Wants to create and make things, right? And ooh, ah, right? That type of thing, right? How are you feeding both halves of your brain? That's the question on the scale of one to 10. Are you really actively trying to feed your brain? You can do that in a number of ways, right? You can do that, you know, reading books. You can, you can do that by taking up an instrument, which believe it or not, actually enhances both sides of the brain. Learn a foreign language will do something like that. There's a number of ways that you can do that, but are you doing it, right? Because sometimes we have a tendency to, to make a default into what our favorite part of the brain is. So if you're more left brain, you like to deal with Sudoku puzzles. I'm just making that up, but it could be. And then if you're right part of the brain, you just want to read comic books. Okay, so you have to be able to balance both halves of your brain. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing? 1's miserable, 10's outstanding. And then same two questions, right? Why are you that way? And then the second question is, what do you need to do to change it? Okay. <coughs> 
All right? Now, the third area is the emotional area. What I mean by emotionally? Well, I'm going to break it down really into really a couple parts, right? First is how well are you able to control your emotions under stress? And then the second is how well are you able to tap into the emotions of others when you're under duress? Right? So often in psychology, we talk about things like emotional quotients, emotional intelligence. But really what we're talking about is when we're under the most stress, how well am I able to control those emotions? And then two is how well am I able to tap into the emotions of other people? Sometimes we call that empathy. Right? And so how do you think you're doing in those two areas? And then same two questions. Right? Why? And then what do you got to do to change it? All right, so you got three numbers, right? Physical, mental, emotional. Now comes the spiritual number. And a lot of people out there have a lot of problems with the spiritual number because they go, you know, Jay, you know, I just don't believe, you know, in the whole spiritual thing. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in... And like, okay, all right, here's how I try to explain that, right? If you were to move the physical, the mental, and the emotional, everything that you have left, there's your spiritual. And... And I promise you that we all do. We, we all bring in some sort of a spiritual energy into everything that we do, right? And so what is that thing that brings you back to center and gives you a sense of peace or a sense of joy? For some people, that's God, right? Well, you say, well, I don't believe in God. So is it nature or is it, you know, what is it for you, right? Is it meditation, right? And they come back to ask you, you know, well, how's that working out for you, right? So if it's God, how's that relationship working out for you? If it's nature, how's that working out for you, right? But you have that number, right? Whatever that number is, same two questions, right? Why are you that number? Then what do you need to do to change it? So you have four numbers, right? And by the way, you need to think of those four numbers as the legs of a chair. If you, if the legs are uneven, it really doesn't do very well for your posture. At the same token, if the, if all your legs are really low, it's really tough on your body too, right? It's tough on your mind, it's tough on your emotions, it's tough on you spiritually. So the whole idea behind this is to get you to bring all your areas of your life up together, bring them up evenly, be well balanced, because that will be make you the best you that you can be. All right. And speaking of people who love to, who want to make people the best that they can be, I am here today today with uh, Dr. Mike Garrett, and he is uh, he has been actually a private counselor for 25 years, but he is, he and his wife Rhonda have been a counseling couple uh, for five years, and they have the Christian Counseling Associates of Raleigh, and uh, dynamic. I, listen, I I have referred number of people to them, and everybody's come back and said the same thing, and that is. Wow, they are really, really good, and they've really helped me a lot. And I am so privileged to have him here because he's not only uh, written this outstanding book called Love Needs, which, by the way, is available on Amazon and um, order it through your bookstore. It doesn't matter; it's available. Uh, but the point is, is that he's a personal friend and somebody I've known for over 20 years. And I'm so glad he wrote a book because I actually get to put him on the show, and that excites me greatly. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, and welcome to the show, Dr. Mike Garrett. Mike, Thanks, welcome Jay. to A New Direction. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> this is a side of Jay I haven't seen that much. So, uh, I'm enjoying the alter, alter ego the alter, of the alter Jay. Ego. Is a... The alter ego of Jay. Yeah. yeah right. So, you, you and Rhonda have written this book called Love Needs, and, you know, I know that you've you know, don't know, I don't, I don't ask the typical questions of authors. I don't go, why did you write the book? Because I don't think that that's what's important. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about what's in the book because okay. I think that's what, Good. I think that's what people want to talk about too. Yeah. And one of the things, your book, that the secondary title is Love Needs, Discover Your Top 10 Languages of Loving. And one of the things that I found 
interesting is because I started in the back of the book first. Good for you. Good. And because you actually have a kind of like a, I don't know, it's, it's not assessment. a test. It's, it's an assessment, assessment yeah, right? Right, right? Right. You have an assessment. Uh -huh. And in that assessment, <laughs> you you then kind of check off. I guess you're trying to find out to me, you know, what is it? Where is it that I'm needy? Is that a, is that a good way to say it? Well, <clears throat> to give you a quick background on that assessment, uh, everybody's heard of the five love languages. And we had been doing counseling for so long that we kept seeing that couples and partners uh, were expressing other needs, that there were other needs that were really, really important. And they were saying, uh, what about this other thing that I need in my relationship? And we began a, a surveying uh, couples. We, we assessed over 3,000 couples over a 10-year period, and we document this in the book, like from 2008 till 2018. And we began to see patterns that couples were consistently saying, well, I also need attention. I also need affection. I also need conversation. Right. And so we came up with this list and we we worked the list. <clears throat> it grew and it shrunk and it was modified. And we finally boiled it down to the top 30 needs that people are consistently right. saying we need these things. And so right. the assessment is based on that. Here's a list of 30 items. We want you to go through and just check how important each one of these. And then you end up with what we call your top 10 uh, needs, your top 10 love needs. In other words, uh, this is not a, and we tell couples, this is not your demand list. This is not your criticism right. list. This is not your attack list. This is your <laughs> wish list. It's kind of gotcha. like at Christmas, you know, we post our wish list on Amazon or right. wherever. And and if you get me these things, I'm going to be a happy camper. If right. I don't get these things, then I, I really feel lost and lonely in the relationship. Right. So we know this is what couples are asking and looking for. Right. They're looking for some help in how to love better. Right. And so, yeah, the assessment. We do tell people, start in the back of the book, take the assessment. Um, I'll be doing a marriage conference this coming weekend, and that's how we'll start the conference is let's take the assessment and let's evaluate what are your top 10 needs. And then we wrote a chapter on each one of these yes. so that you can go in and go in depth. Like, so how do we do each one of these better? Right. Uh, but uh, I like to quote the famous uh, American theologian, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. You remember, you remember Napoleon? <laughs> yes, you remember Napoleon? Yes. Napoleon had this to say <laughs> about this type of subject. He said that the best girls like guys with skills. Now, now he went on to say like nunchuck skills and bow hunting skills. And uh, let's see, what was the other one? It was a computer hacking skills. skills. Okay, all right. Well, we're trying to give you some skills here of how to love better. You awesome. know, what is your spouse? What does your partner need? Right. Uh, I heard a funny quote that you know, there are three things that women need or three things that women want, and nobody has figured out what they are yet, but, <laughs> but, but we're at least trying to get close to approximately. Right. And after surveying 3,000 people, we think we've got some good data here, some evidence-based research that says 
This is what people are needing. So yeah, take the assessment and then start working on showing. Uh, we, we actually like to take each of the 10 needs and I'll let you jump back in in a second, Jay. But no, we like fine. to look at the top 10 needs and not only list those, but prioritize those. Right. So that's what we will do with couples is we'll say, once you've figured out, these are the top 10 that I need in the relationship. Right. Now let's rank them in order. Which one would you say is top priority? Number one, number right. two, number three. But then we will take it a step further and say, let's come up with two or three specific proactive action steps right. to do each one of those. So right. if you came back and said to your partner, I need more conversation, then we're not going to leave it just out there hanging. We're going to say, okay, what would that look like this week? You know, what yeah. would it look like? Would it be, let's meet at 8.30 for coffee every morning? Would right. it be we're going to meet at 8.30 at night right. and have heart-to-heart -heart talk? I mean, what does it look like? Right. So we really try to guide people through how to love better. I love that. So, yeah. The, by the way, the, again, the book's <laughs> Love Needs. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's available. It's, it's a, by the way, this is not a long read. Uh, this is a very quick read, but it's a really powerful packed read. And you're going to really mm. enjoy this read. I I really did. I, I read it. I literally read it in, in, a, in, you know, less than a day. I mean, you know, I, I read it and I had to actually put it down because it was, was starting to ask myself my own questions Right? I was going, okay, well, you know, what does my wife need? You know, what, am, am I really giving that? Do I really understand what she needs? And I think mm -hmm. that's the one thing that drives this book for me is, is that I want to, I want to take us though, to a quote in the book that you, you made that I just, died it came right out of the love okay. need love need number one working on our relationship right uh you said you would say no one ever says we hope to find the right person fall hopelessly in love and passionately in love have a beautiful wedding live together for a while and then let our relationship disintegrate and crash and burn in a divorce <laughs> yeah that's, no, nobody ever says that right nobody that's, that's, that's right yeah yeah people are not looking for a way out at least on the front end they're, they're looking for a way to make it work and they really want to live happily ever after. I mean, I saw a, a research thing recently where like 2000 couples were surveyed. What do they want? Right. And the, the top answer was to, to uh, find the right person and live happily ever after. Right. And there was a study done recently. It was Barna research that did a study on millennials and millennials are saying the same thing that the thing that's most important to right. them is relationship. And so how do we make relationships work? How do we, right. how do we care for the relationship? How do we nurture the relationship? So I want to ask you something because love need number one, uh, which is chapter one, by the way. So you can hear me say love need number one. These are really just in order of the chapters as I go. So if I say love need number 25, that's really chapter 25. Correct. Love need number one is working on the relationship. One of the questions that came up in my mind is it seems often when it comes down to relationships that you have one person in the relationship who wants to work on the relationship mm. and you have one person who really isn't as interested in doing that. Mm. How do we get both people to the table? Well, that's, that's a good point. You know, <clears throat> what we found in, in counseling is, uh, that, uh, it, it's, it's really, this is again, evidence-based research that men come to, Women come to the table, and this is the number one presenting problem. Women come to the table uh, with two, two uh, needs, primary concerns. I mean, this is the reason people walk in the door of our counseling center, is they will say, uh, I don't feel um, 
uh, like you're there for me. And mm. secondly, a lack of emotional connection. Mm -hmm. and, and what I found in relationship, the number one driver in marriage counseling, relationship counseling, partnership counseling, is that issue of I, I, there's a lack of emotional connection. That's the number one presenting right. problem in marriage counseling. So, yeah, usually it's the wife, and uh, <clears throat> I'll look down the hallway, and I'll see her dragging her husband in, <laughs> you know, duct taped <laughs> and uh, handcuffed, and I see heel marks all the way down the hallway, and it's like, okay, one person here is a little resistant, and... And the driver is she's not feeling emotionally connected. Right, right. Now, so the women say their number one problem is lack of emotional connection. And men say there are two problems, too much criticism and not enough sex. Right. Yeah, but those three, right, right, it's right. pretty clear. It's pretty, men, men pretty easy. Pre, men, I was going to say men are pretty simple. Pretty simple. But, <laughs> but it's really interconnected. I mean, right. think about it. If a wife is not feeling emotionally supported and loved, then she's right. going to report that she's lonely, right. she's not feeling valued, and she's feeling unloved. And so right. she's going to try to bring that up. <clears throat> and typically, she brings it up with criticism. Mm. And withholding sex. Mm. Now, now, now <laughs> why, is, why is it got to be those two things? Yeah, that's why, right. can't, why can't you just withhold like <laughs> something else? Right? With, withhold our season tickets or something. <laughs> yeah, why do you have to do that? And sometimes there's a role reversal. I mean, there are some people that are going to be listening to this to say, well, that's not our story. We're just the opposite. And right. that's true. Probably right. 10 to 20 percent of the couples that there's a role reversal on that. Right. But yeah, so often it's one person and quite often, I mean, I've done this for a living for a long time and I'm just telling you, majority of times, it's right. the wife that makes the appointment and the husband comes in, you know, he kind of has that posture with his arms folded right. and he has this little place on his stomach where he sets his arms <laughs> and he's not moving, not going to budge. And sometimes that's the way the counseling process starts. But when we start talking about, are you feeling criticized? Are you feeling judged? Are you feeling attacked? Are you I had somebody a little while ago, he said, I feel like I'm married to a parent. I feel like I'm being parented and I feel like a stepchild and I feel like I'm helpless and powerless. I can never make this woman happy. Mm. I do 10 things right. And all she wants to talk about is number 11. Right. Can right. you help me doc? Mm. And, and, and so, yeah, a lot of times it's one person that's driving the relationship, but it usually comes back to a circular pattern. It's, it's a, we refer to it as the conflict cycle. Right. And it's not his fault, it's not her fault. Right. The, it, it's a pattern that's going on. And we're not meeting each other's needs. And hence, that's the reason we wrote this book is let's try to get at, so what is it that you're needing? What is it that right. you're wanting? What would better right. look like? What would marriage 2.0 look like? Right. What would relationship 2.0 look like? Right. And let's talk about that. Let's get real specific. And let's get on board. Let's let's raise the bar and you know up our game. And and most people once they learn this, it's sort of like they've been shooting at the target and missing the target. Right. But now it's like, oh, this is the bullseye. This is what you need. This is what you've been wanting. Mm. And sometimes there needs to be some coaching on how to do that. So uh, if a wife is saying, I need emotional connection then we have a skill or two or three that we're going to help develop emotional connection.
That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, by the way, we're talking with Dr. Mike Garrett, uh, co-author with his wife. I don't want to eliminate Rhonda because Rhonda is a beautiful Please. person. I've, I've known Rhonda. <laughs> I've known Rhonda for, well, I've known them both for the same amount of time. Uh, and I got to tell you, she's absolutely fabulous. I, She's actually brilliant. Uh, she's one of the most creative minds I've ever had the privilege of working with. Um, mm. I've been right. so uh, blessed to be, on, honestly, to be in some of the creations that she's done in stage work and um she's absolutely a brilliant creative mind and um and by the way you could tell the chapter she wrote versus the chapters that he wrote and <laughs> i'm not creative chapters. i'm not i'm not saying that they're better but they're pretty darn good <laughs> i'm just gonna say that i mean i'm not i'm not trying to i'm not trying to do that um and by the way you're listening with to mike garrett here on a new direction hey listen everybody i need to tell you something right you always see me every week i wear the uh epic pt shirts right the epic physical therapy shirts right i go to epic physical therapy i love epic physical therapy they're really great and they have been a sponsor of our show they're actually our most recent sponsor and i'm really grateful for them because you know without their financial support you know what they just they help make the show happen and they help me bring in great guests and uh, they allow us to market to more people and and help us grow and so i'm grateful to them but you know what and it doesn't matter whether you're recovering from an injury or surgery, suffering from everyday aches and pains, maybe having difficulty performing activities of daily living. Maybe you're unable to perform athletic activities that you enjoyed so much. Maybe you're just looking to improve how you feel on your move. Well, the elite team at Epic PT will provide you with a customized treatment plan tailored to your individual needs. With their experience in rehabilitating young athletes to elite professionals, they understand the need to treat the entire body as a functional whole. Not just your symptoms, or your injury. If you want epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results, you can learn more by going to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And of course, you know what? We I got to bring you our other sponsor, Linda Craft and Team Realtors. So you can see her picture right behind Dr. Mark if you're watching us live. Uh, we're right here in the Linda Craft Studios. And you know what? Linda Kraft has been been in real estate for over 35 years. She is known as the legend of customer service because she's built relationships one at a time since 1985. And I got to tell you something. It's not easy to build one relationship at a time, but she's done it and her team has done it because it's not just something they say. It's part of their DNA. And you need to understand that they can help people no. anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter because they're unaffiliated. They don't belong to a national company. They're locally owned and operated, so they have been able to accumulate realtors from all over the world, the best realtor to help you either sell your home and buy your home. So if you want to, you know, if you want to really do business with the legends of real estate, legends of customer service, why not contact Linda Craft and her team? You just need to go to lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we're back here in uh, on a new direction with uh, Dr. Mike Garrett, who is in studio with us. If you're not, if you're not watching live, he's actually we're live in studio, and uh, the book Love Needs that I'm holding up on the camera again for everybody to see. It's a pretty white cover, uh, and for those of you who are listening on 93.5 FM, The Oak in Raleigh. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, by the way, if you if you want to listen to this show, you can listen to it Thursdays at 4 p.m and uh, Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can go to oak935.org uh, oak or .com, and uh, you can listen to the show. Um, and and, and uh, it's, it's really great, and we appreciate the Oak, too, for uh, syndicating the show. So, Dr. Mike, let's get, back into, let's get back into the book here real quick. I want to get into probably 
one of the areas that I think everybody always asks about. I mean, let's let's just be honest. Let's 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 just talk about sex. Okay, it's the love need number three: sexual intimacy. Right. right? I think sometimes we get a little <laughs> frightened <laughs> to talk about it, but the fact of the matter is, sex is an important part of the marriage. Yeah, <clears throat> and Jay, in our book, we we pull apart sexual intimacy and right. physical uh, relationship. Physical intimacy, of course, they overlap, but. But uh, there are some people who are more touchy-feely, huggy, you know, when you see them, get, a, get ready for a, a full body slam, you know, and, uh, and, and they just, they, lo- they touch, they hug, they right. put their arm around right. you, and those, in relationship, those are the people who want to hold hands, they right. want to put their arm around you in the movies, right. you know, or at an event, and so we like to measure that, you know, what is your right. desire just for to be physical. And right. sometimes people with high desire for physicality and physical touch are not necessarily with a high sex drive and vice versa. It's, right. it's interesting, but we've pulled those apart because we've seen that that's really the case. And some people will say their sexual intimacy is a high, high priority. Other people, a lot of times people don't even put it in their top five or that's even top 10. Really. Now I did have one guy that came in and I said, you know, we did the assessment. What are your love needs? He came back. What are your top 10 in order of priority? And he said, okay, let me read them to you. Sex, 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 sex. All 10. That was a, that was all he wanted, you know? Of course, I said, good luck with that, pal. You know, that's probably not going to happen. But now that you've announced it, it's probably really not going to happen. But but sexual intimacy. Now, in the, cha- in the book, chapter 3, where we talk about it, right. <clears throat> we briefly walk you through what we do in counseling. And that is we look at uh, six different areas right. and we take you through each one of those areas. You pulled it up on the screen, I guess. I don't know. Is that, is yeah. the audience seeing that? No, they're not seeing this. Oh, okay. This is our little private area. Okay. All right. <laughs> let me, let me talk it through. So attitude, atmosphere, approach, arousal, apex, uh, afterglow. Yep. So what we, and we typically will have couples walk through on their own. We'll give them the questions. We'll say, we want you to go home and we want you to talk about each one of these areas. Uh, and let me, let me back up because a lot of people come into our office and, and, or even people that have read our book and they'll say, do you do sex therapy? And we say, yes, we do. My wife and I and other therapists right. on, on staff, we, we do sexual therapy, but we don't always start with sex, we, we talk about the emotional connection right. and resolving uh, past hurts or wounds. We spend a right. lot of times working on that because a lot of times you can't go forward if you don't go back right. and repair the past hurts or wounds right. in the relationship to have a foundational uh, connection that leads to sexual intimacy. Now, having said that, then we start walking people through these questions of... <clears throat> So what is your overall attitude about sexual relationship? Is it just something that you take? Is it something that you get? Is it just something you uh, think about for me, what I want? Or is your attitude about sex just a part of this broader context of having what we refer to as oneness, oneness, wonderful oneness. And that is body, soul, spirit experience. And that is... We're, if we have emotional trauma going on between us, 
We need to resolve that and repair that. We need to become best friends. We need to enjoy each other, right. which will lead to sexual intimacy. So that's a different attitude. So we want to talk about what is your attitude? What has been your attitude? Some people use sex for self-image issues. I don't feel good about myself, so if I get enough sex, maybe I'll feel good about myself, just like they would use work or shopping or anything right. else. So we walk through attitude. Do you want me to go through uh, Well, I, I, want to, I want to ask you, you want to I, want to stop, I want to stop real quick there, because okay. I want to talk about attitude real quick for a second, because I think there's a couple of the things that I thought about when it came to attitude, and I think one of them was okay. that, you know, before my wife and I got married, we went through a, a pretty heavy year, a prior year of premarital counseling. Oh, okay. And, uh, and when we went through premarital counseling, one of the issues were, was sex, and what was uh -huh. our attitude going to be about sex sure. what would what were we what was it that we were where were we willing to go yeah right 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 Good. and i i remember that counseling period mm -hmm. really really heavily that you know it's I, I don't think i could stress how important it was that the premarital discussions with Good. with chuck uh with, that we went to at the time those premarital discussions were really really powerful to go where our boundaries were, what yeah. our expectations were. Mm -hmm. And I think some, and I, and as I was reading attitude, I think sometimes what happens is we have two people who have two different expectations. Well, and so often that's the case. <clears throat> and even uh, libido sex drive is always, there's always a mismatch. Every cup, no couple is, well, I won't say no, but generally couples are not at the same place at the right. same time. And so, uh, and probably the 80-20 rule applies. 80% of the time, it's the guy who has a higher sex drive. Right. So his attitude is that um, he's going to be thinking about it, talking about right. it, suggesting it. And, and about 20% of the couples, there's a role reversal, and the wife has a higher sex drive. Of course, we always laugh and say, do you know how many men would like to be married to you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they usually throw a Kleenex box across the office at me. But, 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 but reality is you have to yeah. talk that out. What is your thinking about sexual intimacy? But, but these, let me zip through these others yeah, ahead, too, if I can, sure. Jay, because I do think these are important. Yeah. Because then we will talk about not just your overall attitude and expectation of sexual relationship, but what is the atmosphere for sexual intimacy? And that needs, and we tell couples, we want you to go sit somewhere by yourself alone, fully clothed, and take notes and talk this out before right. you go to the bedroom. So right. we, want to, we want you to t discuss atmosphere. <clears throat> that is, what creates an atmosphere? So one of the things might be, well, I think the atmosphere all week long mm. needs to be one of thoughtfulness and consideration and, and connecting. I mean, it's a week filled with text messaging, phone calling, emojis, right. and, uh, and kindness and thoughtfulness creates an atmosphere Right. That you, it doesn't just start at 10 o'clock on Friday night in the bedroom. And so the atmosphere is important of your relationship, the, the over, overall atmosphere. And so a lot of times a wife will say, you know, you really tr didn't treat me good this week. You were treating me bad all week. And then you expect me to be all excited about intimacy. And usually it ain't going to happen, Buster, <laughs> you know, and, and, and ain't is the operative word. It's like, it's, it, no, there has to be an atmosphere. Right. And then we start talking about approach and then we go into, so if you were, 
uh, going to make love tonight, then what's the approach? And right. so some there's certain you need to talk that through. What do you like? What do you not like? What is good? What is not good? What is uh, exciting? What is not exciting? Yeah, you talk about mood. <clears throat> you talk about mood mm-hmm. you, 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 in the approach. What would help mm-hmm. me? What would help me or help you be in the mood the day of sex? Which I think mm-hmm. that you, you you at least mention that in the book is is that you're cre- it's it seems like the atmosphere is a longer term yeah. over the course of time whereas yeah, right. approach is okay now okay all week i've done everything i'm supposed to do <laughs> right. i'm sorry i mean I, I, I mean but this is how guy thinks right I've, listen yeah. i've emoji i've i've sent right. texts I've, I've, yeah. I've sent flowers i've said i've said i said i love you every morning before uh, i left check, the house right check. i put away the dishes at the end of the at the end of every night yeah. right and so, right. and so now to me, based on what I approach is like, okay, now how do I set the mood the, the night, the day of? Yeah. And so, yeah, we are talking about a wide angle down to, you know, all month long. How are you treating each other? Right. The attitude and atmosphere is how are you treating me this week and the last few days? And, and this morning, uh, uh, Kevin Lehman, another great a uh, Christian author who wrote about sex and has a bestseller out, Sex Begins in the Kitchen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. what, what he means by that is just getting a cup of coffee for your spouse, being thoughtful, sitting and talking right. instead of grabbing stuff and running out the door yelling by, you know, that maybe just some conversation, just some right. interest. And, and so the approach is something that how, you know, it's the overall quality of the relationship. And it's not in order to get sex. Sex becomes more like the byproduct, becomes more like the icing on the cake of a quality relationship. And so we're more, we focus much more on the spiritual connection, the emotional connection, and then talking through these issues about, you know, what is the approach all day long? If you were thinking of intimacy this evening, you know, what could you do to go out of your way to be kind and thoughtful and considerate, not so that you'll get sex, but so that the quality of the intimacy will just be natural and enjoyable and fun and um, <clears throat> it won't be forced. So, right. and, but then we also walk through these other questions well, yeah, but, I mean, in the book. Yeah, arousal, I think. Arousal, apex, afterglow. We, t- we like to look at all those. Arousal, the night of, right. the evening of. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm kind of stopping and reflecting here. I didn't know exactly where we were going to go this hour. And so That's fine. Here, here two big old guys are sitting here <laughs> instructing the world on how to have sex. No, it's, it's good. Like, it's good. It's, like, but, but it's probably are, going to be my most popular show. It probably <laughs> will. <laughs> and my wife will say, and you talked on what? <laughs> <laughs> but these principles, we yeah. know they, they're true, and we see them worked out in uh, relationships every day in our office. But, yeah, the arousal, that is, what do you really like and what do you really not like right. in foreplay? And that needs to be discussed outside of the bedroom. The worst thing in the world is go in the bedroom and then start saying, don't do that. Right, right. It's too late. You need to already have talked about it. Right. And we actually recommend this, Jay, that couples have this conversation once a year. This is not like once a lifetime. Right. So at the end of the year, maybe between Christmas and New Year, sit down and walk through these questions and say, hey, I think we could upgrade right. our our intimacy if we uh, talk about it. And that's what the right. research actually shows. The couples that have the best sexual relationship t- 
talk about their sexual relationship. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That yeah, we, we kind of take this <clears throat> thing for granted that sex just happens. But the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is, uh, and and I kind of knew we were going to get stuck here a little bit. But the truth is, is that the more we talk about it, right, mm-hmm. and the more we know, mm-hmm. because we don't really know our partner as well as we think we do. Mm-hmm. Because our we all have we all have other desires. We all have other things. And that communication area, I think, sometimes slacks. And by the mm-hmm. way, you go into, and I want to move, we're going to move all the yeah, way. Yeah. We're right, going to right. move out of this a little bit. Okay. Um, because we could sit and talk about sex all day, and, and Rhonda and Linda will both have our, uh, we'll, have, have, we'll have a hard time discussing anything else at dinner. Um, <laughs> we'll have, we're going to have fun evenings tonight, we'll, we'll, what, discussing we'll have, all this. Right, yeah, discussing what you did, what. You and said then, what? And, then, and then what you'll have to do is you'll have to tell Rhonda, well, Jay started it. So that's what you're going <laughs> to oh, have absolutely. to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Jay started absolutely. it. Absolutely. So let's talk about the conflict cycle and love need number six, respect and appreciation. Oh, yeah, uh, I and love you, that. And you talk about that there's a pattern of couples conflict. You sometimes, it's also known as the crazy cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, without, And this is from Julie Gottman. She says, without love, she reacts with, without respect. Without respect, he reacts without love, ad nauseum, uh, John and Julie Gottman. So let's talk about this conflict cycle because we do get into this quite a bit where guys want respect, but she wants, she, you know, but, you know, she wants to be emotionally loved. Right. Mm, so, yeah, right. This, but and it becomes a cycle, you know, well, if I don't get what I want, you're not getting what you want. Right. Yeah, and, right. and then and so help us walk through this conflict cycle. Oh, Jake, I probably spend I, I'm, I'm seeing eight to ten couples generally in a day at my office. And I bet uh, five hours a day. This is what we're doing is helping couples break the code of their conflict pattern, their cycle. Uh, and, and I want to talk about that, but let, let me read you a quote that I think is really good. It was from Field Marshal Montgomery, mm. the British war hero. He said, gentlemen, don't even think about marriage until you have mastered the art of warfare. <laughs> so, 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 you know, marriage was made in heaven, but so was thunder and lightning. You know, so, so we need to we need to be able to know how to do right. conflict, but do it better. Every couple does conflict. We can teach couples how to do it better and faster, but it really comes down to this. And I, so it's the end of the day, and I think I saw five couples today that this is what I primarily was addressing was this pattern, and we address it in the book, how certain things become triggers in the relationship, right, right. And, and the husband triggers the wife, and the wife triggers the husband. What I mean by triggers... <clears throat> Things, it's one of four things. It's what you say or don't say. It's what you do or don't do that right. hurts or offends or disappoints or causes, you know, some sort of uh, reaction. And, and that conflict, that trigger, what it does is it uh, it hurts emotionally. It creates emotions. So, like, if, if, I, uh, if I was, you know, being ugly to my wife or not coming home on time or saying I'll be home right after work and then I stop at the hardware store for an hour and run into Jay Izzo. Right. And then I'm going to come home and my wife's going to be triggered. She's going to have emotions of feeling right. neglect and unloved and right. unimportant. You need to jump in. No. Uh, oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just adjusting You're really my, with me. <laughs> I'm just really adjusting my microphone. I'm just, I'm just making sure that my microphone's where it's supposed to be. Okay. So so, uh, <clears throat> so the, you have to do something with emotions. If you stuff them, in other words, if, if you trigger your partner 
and they're feeling emotions. They're going to feel emotions. So if I didn't come home on time, didn't call my wife and stopped at the hardware store and then came strolling in, you know, way late, which is what I did the first many years of marriage, uh, then your wife is going to feel emotions, emotions like neglect and unimportant and not valued and not loved and abandoned. And, and so what do you do with emotions? Well, if you stuff them, Right. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to at least feel discouraged. If you spew them, you're going to be harsh, critical, angry, protesting. And, and, and that creates a third thing. The triggers trigger emotions, secondly. And then thirdly, there becomes a reaction, a behavioral reaction pattern. And, and we boil the reactions down to fight, flight, freeze, or fume, mm. fight, flight, freeze, or fume. Sometimes fold or fix it, but usually fight, right. flight, freeze, or fume. And that becomes a personality pattern. Right. And so like I just finished counseling a couple recently <clears throat> today, and she, uh, she said, well, I'm a fighter. And he said, well, I freeze and then I flight. I had a, a pastor mm. I was counseling, a, a pastor that came to see us. He said, well, my wife criticizes me all the time. Nobody knows it. And it really triggers me. I said, what do you do with that? And he says, well, it really hurts me emotionally. See, the triggers were hurting. Right. His, I said, he said, it makes me feel disrespected and unappreciated. I said, well, how do you react? See, the triggers produced emotions. Mm. <clears throat> and then the emotions are driving his reaction. He said, well, the way I react is I get on my Harley. I know he said, I, I just put up with it all week long till Sunday afternoon. And I said, well, pastor, what do you do on Sunday afternoon? He said, well, that's when I get on my Harley and I take off and I don't tell her when I'm coming back. <laughs> and of course, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I said, well, how's that working for you, pastor? <laughs> and he looked at me, he said, well, it's not. Cause when I come back, she's hot as a firecracker. And I said, well, duh, like, like you're, she's triggering you. You're getting emotional, right. you're reacting, but your reaction becomes a trigger to her. Right. So it creates a circular effect. So what we try to do is we actually draw this out. We actually spend time with couples. And in the book, we describe this and walk people through how to figure out what are the triggers. And then specifically, how is it making you feel? What are the emotions right. that you have to start talking about before you go into your reaction of fight or flight or whatever? And, and then... Uh, I just finished with a couple a little while ago, and I said, here, this is what we teach, is two things. Number one, you have to reduce the triggers. Right. You have to, whatever the triggers are. Right. Now, I'm not looking for a list of 500 triggers that my partner does, but I am looking for the top five or six. Right. You know, critis it's usually criticism, or you're too busy for the relationship, or right. you <clears throat> you raise your voice too much, or... You just don't make us a priority. So those are triggers. Right. And then I want to know, how does that make you feel? The emotions. And then I want to catch. So number one, we, we want to help couples reduce the triggers. Right. Reduce, the, not eliminate. I didn't say eliminate, but right. reduce the triggers. Everybody can do that. You can just look and say, okay, if these are the five things that would set my spouse off, I'm going to work on those. I can do better. I can up my game. 
and I can reduce the triggers. Okay, so hold, hold on. That's here. number one. Okay, let's do that. Okay, listen, <clears throat> we're, we're talking with I got because I got to get your book. Yeah. I got to get a book plug well, in. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I got to get a book plug in. It's at Amazon. I, 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 it is on Amazon. Amazon. It's on Amazon.com. Amazon. Yeah, and actually, you know, I, I understand that you can actually go to Barnes and Noble and they have it there too if you order it. Okay. You can yeah. actually order it there too. Uh, the book's called Love Needs, is what it's called. It's called Discover Your Top Ten languages of loving and that's by dr mike garrett uh, who's with us and Rhonda garrett and he's here with us on a new direction hey did you know that a new direction has a new sponsor since november and their name is epic physical therapy and this is a facility that offers the most advanced top-of-the-line equipment including the alter g anti-gravity treadmill the normatec compression sleeves and game ready i've used them all it's they're amazing just to name a few of the things that they have they, every one of them, they are trained and certified in the most comprehensive cutting edge treatments available, including blood flow restriction therapy, dry needling, cupping. You know, if you've ever seen swimmers in the Olympics, they've got those little circles on their backs. It's the cupping that they do that pulls on the muscles and allows it to relax. It's really cool. I had it done. It's amazing. The dry needling, all of it's fantastic. You need to learn more about why Epic PT will really give you Epic relief, Epic recovery, and Epic results. Just go to EpicPT.com, E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, you know what? They've been our sponsor from the very beginning. We are so grateful for them. You know what? They're known as the legends of customer service, and for 35 years, they've been doing that every single year because it's part of their DNA. It's part of what Linda Craft started, and it's what her team continues to do. And so, you know what? If you're looking for not just great customer service, but the legends of customer service who actually care about you and what you really want out of your home because they understand that your home is emotional and then it means something to you so whether you're selling a home or whether you're about to move into another home or maybe you're expanding because it's time to move up into another home why not talk to the relationship people when it comes to real estate that's linda craft and team realtors located in raleigh at 7300 six forks road i promise you what they're going to do is they're going to probably offer you a bottle of water i am not making that up they probably will give you a bottle of water when you walk in the door but check them out because you know what they would love to help you and your real estate needs you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com that's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction with Dr. Mike Garrett and Love Needs, uh, the uh, Discover Your Top 10 Languages of Loving. And I, I I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just recognized it needed to get a commercial in. And oh, yeah. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and and uh, so I, I, yeah. apologize, I apologize for doing that. And, yeah. and I, I'm recognizing like going, man. This hour is gone so stinking fast. It is, it is yeah. And yeah. I'm having a great time with you, by the way. Good. I, I hope Me you, too. I hope yeah. you're having some fun. Yeah, Maybe we ought to do this again. Okay, uh, I wouldn't mind doing that. If you're open to that, I'm, I'm open yeah. to doing that. I think there's a bunch of people out there that have been, you know, coming in and out of the show uh, that are all over. By the way, I've got them on CastBox FM. Okay. But you could see this list of people that yeah. are just that are just dropping, all, in. Just dropping in. and they're Making comments. They're making comments, watching the show. And so we... Especially when we were talking about sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were all over that one. Everybody was kind of oh, yeah. it was kind Talking of jump, <laughs> it's kind of jumping in there. But this has been uh, matter of fact there comes some likes. There comes some more likes coming up for you for saying that. That's kind right. of funny right. to to watch. So we're talking we talked about the conference cycle and I want you to finish that because yeah. we we talked about not not necessarily eliminating the triggers but reducing the reducing triggers, triggers and then going from there. Yeah, yeah. And so so what we're saying on the, and 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 we describe this in the book that triggers produce emotions 
and and then those emotions drive the reactions. Right. That's when we start seeing fight or flight or freeze or fume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so we want to reduce the triggers. But the other thing we want to do is we want to catch, help people catch it before they start reacting, mm. before the react, before you start fighting or raising your voice or getting upset or, or stonewalling and pulling away and shutting down and freezing. We want people to catch it at the emotion place. And that is, if you are hurt or offended, you feel like I just got my feelings hurt in the relationship. <clears throat> right. We give people a code word. This is a real sophisticated code word, Jay. I want to give it to our audience. Here's the code word. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Okay, it, it means you just hurt my feelings. <laughs> if I stepped on your toe, you'd probably say, ouch. Well, if I stepped on your feelings, what do you say? Well, a lot of times people just start yelling and screaming and hollering. Why don't you right. use the code word and say, ouch. Right. So if I hurt my wife's feelings, if she hurts my feelings, we'll use the code word. We'll say, ouch. What does that mean? That means you just did something that triggered me right. and I'm feeling emotions. I'm feeling, right. And I'm feeling my feelings and I need an adult to adult way of talking to you and telling you, I just got my feelings hurt. So we will use the code where we teach ouch, or you can say time out, time out, because time out's always better than escalation. A lot of couples think I need to go ahead and fight it out. Now we will say call time out, but whoever calls time out needs to reschedule and come back immediately in one hour. And we say one hour, we used to say 20 minutes, but that's because it takes 20 minutes for the heart rate to calm down and the pulse right. to come back and uh, for your right brain to kind of unfreeze your emotions and for your left brain to start functioning your logic. Mm-hmm. So you need at least 20 minutes of a just go for a walk, go rest, go do right. deep breathing, go pray, go exercise, go right. listen to some music, go listen to a Jay Itzo, Itzo podcast. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> But come back in one right. hour. So if, right. if we trigger each other, we're going right. to call time out, meet you back. It's six o'clock. I'll meet you back here at seven. It's seven o'clock. I'll meet you back here at eight. And then what do you do? You don't jump back into the conflict cycle and start right. using you statements like you triggered me. You did that again. You, right. you, 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 pow, 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 pow. That's right. a firing squad, right. which always makes people want to run right. and, and get defensive. Instead of attacking the triggers or the person, right. you just talk about the emotions. The and, and we say it comes down to two sentences. I feel and I need. Right. So an hour ago when I got triggered, can I tell you what I was feeling right. and what I was needing? And my wife will actually say, and really you only need one word for each of those. Like I was feeling... Um, neglected, or I was right. feeling uh, unimportant, right. or I was feeling um, disregarded. Okay, and what do I right. need? I need input, or I need listen for you to listen, or I need to be considered. Okay, right. so you talk about the the emotions right. instead of going into the reactions. This is, this is a breakthrough skill. We've seen it over and over. Right. I've had people tell me this saved their marriage. Right. Once they learn the skill of what to do, once right. you got into conflict, is to call time out, step away, come back in one hour, and do what we call a repair attempt. And we write about that. There's right. a whole chapter on that yeah, in the book on, on repairing hurts. And, and, and by the way, this, this whole thing that you're talking <clears throat> about... 
this is not just a marriage tool. This is this is classic negotiation tool. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. When they get into negotiations, yeah, they when they get yeah. into negotiations, yeah. you know what they do? When they get into the conflict, uh-huh. right? When they start right. pointing fingers at right. each other, the mediator says to both sides of the party, they go, "Ladies, gentlemen, we're going to take a break here for an hour." Oh, that's good. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so, it's just good negotiation <clears throat> tactics yeah, that when is. you start when you start making it personal, mm-hmm. because that's what really happens. Yeah. is we start taking yeah. it personally. Now, my favorite way to diffuse that with with my wife is to say, honey, when the doctor cut out your heart, what did he do with it? Um, that's the way I like to do it. I don't know. If that... <laughs> How does that work for you? Not, not very well, actually. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. No, actually, I did use that one time, right? And I bet I, it stops the, and she looks at you and she, her eyes get big and then she probably chuckles. Doesn't she, she? she did. She turned around. She said, I'm trying to be mad at you. And she said, I can't. But that's it. funny. She can't yeah. be, because I've learned that right. one of the things that we do is we try to diffuse with diffuse humor. Diffuse it with humor. Sometimes that's a good technique uh, but eventually you need to come back yeah. and most people will take a break if they do take a break yeah. they'll come either they take a break and never come back that's it's like well I'm leaving on my Harley and I'm not coming back till who knows when right okay or the people that do come back pretty soon and say well I think we need to talk about that because we're both upset right <clears throat> and by the way just caveat there what we teach people is if you're both hurt you can't both talk about your wound. Right. You have to decide who got hurt first or, or worse. worse. Yeah. And so it's, and by the way, it's usually the wife. Yeah. It's usually, I, I, I've done this for 30 years. Yeah. 80% of the time, it, the husband did something and the man did something. The woman's right. feeling feelings and she's more in touch with her feelings than us, than all of us guys. Yeah. And so she wants to talk about it. And that's what you do need to talk about. You right. need to say, if your feelings are hurt, honey, I, I want to talk about that with right. you. And and it's a four-step approach. I want to understand your feelings. Right. I want to empathize with your feelings. Right. <clears throat> I want to apologize for triggering those emotions. Right. And fourthly, I want to talk about changing so that I don't keep hurting you in that way. And when people learn that basic skill... It's a it, it's it's liberating. It's like why didn't we learn this the first year of marriage? Right. I mean, it took us quite a while to learn this, yeah. and we've been married a hundred years. And my wife says I've almost got it right, so <laughs> I'm getting there. We'll, we'll see. We're, hopefully, <laughs> we're talking with Dr. Mike Garrett. The book is called Love Needs. It's discover your top ten languages of loving, and we're walking through a few chapters of it. And by the way, just I want to thank everybody. But if you're enjoying this, just let us know in any way that you want to. I've got a bunch of people on CastBox FM Live who are um, out here, and I'm getting some responses here, and of course, Facebook Live. But even if you're hearing this on a podcast, and I know many of you drive down the road and you listen to the show, and by the way, I'm so grateful to the whole entire world that you download and listen to the show, just drop yeah. us a line. Let us know that you, you're enjoying it and enjoyed Mike and, and the topics that we give. It just helps us, and it, it's just a real encouragement to us. And I know it will be encouragement to him, too, as he's watching uh, so many of the folks who are liking uh, liking what he's saying and, and the show as well. So, Dr. Mike, here's the deal. Uh, we have been on an hour. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> and uh, so what I ask my friends, and we've been friends for a long time, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm really grateful for you being here. Oh, thank, thank you, you, brother. Thanks for the opportunity. This has been this has been a lot of fun for me. 
Same so here. so here's what I'm about to lay on you because I do this with all my guests, right? So okay. the show's called A New Direction because we try mm-hmm. to help people find success and leadership in their lives, their yeah. careers, or their businesses. And today was a life day. But I think it's yeah. also a career day too because, you know, uh, when your marriage is well, your career is better. And mm-hmm. when your, your relationships are better, your business is better. Yep. So I asked my friends, if you could leave the guests with a new direction, what would be, what Dr. Mike Garrett leave for a new direction for our listeners? One word, collaborate. Let me say it again. There's a whole chapter on it, collaborate. I've done podcasts before. I've been asked the same question before, and I keep coming back to collaborate. What do I mean by collaborate? Uh, I'm going to make it quick. Is uh, There's a verse in the Bible that says, the two are to become one. So there's a becoming process. There's a, you, you're not instantaneously one and in harmony and partnership. You have to work at a becoming unified and a partnership. We call that process collaboration. So we describe it. How do you go about collaborating? So if you want a quality relationship, whether it's dealing with your sexual relationship, communication, your priorities, conflict, you need to collaborate. You need to sit down together. Kind of like what you were saying, Jay, stop the finger pointing, stop the blame defend, and let's collaborate. Collaborate means you let your partner influence you. You let your partner influence you. You listen and you consider others more than yourself. And you, you, you come together. You know, the, the man listens to the woman, the woman listens to the man. And then we say, how can we meet in the middle? How, what do we need to give up in order to get together? That's collaboration. You need to collaborate to experience oneness. And if you experience oneness, then these other things start falling in place. That's awesome. His name is Dr. Mike Garrett. The book's called Love Needs, Discover Your Top 10 Languages of Loving. You can get it at Amazon, bookstores, anywhere. You know, order it uh, online. It's available to you. It's a fabulous read. It's going to be, I'm just telling you, even if you think your marriage is perfect, read it. Because no marriage is ever perfect. It's two people or two imperfect people. Read the book. It's going to really do you so much good. Folks, that's the show. You know what I say every week. Be inspired. Because when you're inspired... That means that you can inspire other people. And when they're inspired, that means that they inspire others. And that can make this world a really great place. I'm going to be back here next week with another great show. And you know what I say to you every week, right? Outside of thank you, ciao, everyone. And the answers don't make sense Got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change Dreams will take you places you have never